GCSE English Language, WJEC. We're going to look today at the different types of reading questions on section A of the papers in Unit 2 and 3. Um, there are some low tariff questions which are usually only worth one or two marks and then there are some higher tariff questions which obviously it's really important to know what the examiner is looking for so that you give the right kind of answer. In the low tariff questions we've got things like retrieval. This is where they just ask you to find a fact in the text and basically copy it out. You also get verbal reasoning questions where they usually pick quite a challenging word that you may not know and then they give you four potential definitions of the word and you have to select the correct one and they usually give you a choice of four. And then the other one is text purpose where they will want you to select from a choice, again multiple choice of public, private, um, occupational um, or um, educational. And so um, that one's fairly straightforward because usually if a text is available online, um, it is usually public. If it is addressed to one person in particular, such as a letter, dear Miss Bolton, um, that is a personal text, a private text. Um, if it looks like a handbook, it's usually occupational. Um, and educational is quite a fine line on that one, um, but it, it would probably be a text that's only used in the context of helping somebody to learn some information. Now, when we go into questions that start earning more marks, one of the uh, lower entry level uh, questions is summary. Now, this is a question where you will have to use your own words to condense a text. Um, so it's got to be the main points only um, and using your own words the whole uh, time and shrinking the text down as much as possible. So you can't copy chunks of the text for summary. Uh, it won't show that you've actually understood it. Um, you think you have fine to use bullet points for this one. And if there's five marks available, that means there's going to be five points to summarise. And you need to make sure in your answer that you have covered five. And that's why bullet points can be helpful because then you can easily see if you have enough points for the marks available. Now I'm going to go next to synthesis because synthesis is very much the big brother of summarise. Synthesis is where you summarise information in your own words, but usually mixing up from more than one text. So you may have two, you may have even three texts on a topic and you have to draw relevant detail according to the question focus um, and you have to mix it up, which is called collation, where you're not going to give, okay, here's what text one says, now text two, but actually you're going to mix it all up um, and produce a new text yourself. So the key to success with synthesis is that you don't quote and you use your own words throughout and as much as possible you're going to draw connections. You don't have to compare the similarities and the differences but it's helpful to draw links where you can because it saves time. So for example if text A is about um, baking a gingerbread house and text B is about baking Welsh cakes, you might want to draw some similarities and say both texts are about baking with flour and eggs um, and where there's a connection, draw that connection to save time.
The key to success with synthesis as well is remembering that you still need to structure your answer. Try not to just write in one massive block of text. Try and paragraph it. Organise your thoughts. Plan before you answer. And always be looking for ways to save time using connectives um, and using um, the words which draw together uh, things from more than one text at one time. If you were to go back through your answer and highlight what was from text A, what was from text B, what was from text C, if there was a third text, then your answer should look like three different colours all through it. It shouldn't look like one block of colour, then another. As much as possible, it should be thoroughly mixed up. Now, another type of question that you get, which I'm going to block together, is um, explain how and what impressions. Now, I think these three questions have a lot in common. Um, these are all questions which are really looking at your inference skills. Now, your inference is where you dig under the surface for what is less obvious and you basically take clues from the text to draw your own conclusion. So um, in an explain question, what you will have to do is use quotations, but use your own words to explain fully. Um, it could be an impression. It could be a process, depending on the text itself. In a how question, you need to be selecting quotations and then looking at how language is used to achieve those effects um, in the text. So there's a key um, sort of threshold if you want to get um, a higher mark on these questions that you have a sense of how language is used to achieve effects. Um, and that could be tone, could be word choice, um, it could be other more literary techniques, but generally speaking, they're not looking for technique spotting. What they're looking for is an understanding of how the writer has conveyed their impression or opinion about something beneath the surface. The what impression question similarly is looking for as much as possible the candidate to go beyond what's obvious. So if they ask you for your impression of a character or a process or a theme, try not to just state the obvious because, again, there's a threshold on the mark scheme which says, you know, you only get, say, four marks out of eight if you identify straightforward impressions supported by textual references. So you could theoretically have eight different points, but if they're all straightforward, you're probably not going to get any higher than four. Remember, it's not an exact science here of one point equals one mark because they are looking at the quality of your response. So therefore, in these questions, the best thing you can do is look for what's least obvious. Look for ways of being perceptive, ways of saying something interesting about what the texts say by digging a bit deeper. And try as much as possible, everything needs to come back to textual evidence, quotations. Try to keep those quotes as short and snappy as possible and really analyse how language is used to achieve those effects. Um, so if you get an impression that a certain character is quite sullen and grumpy, you need to really drill down in the text where that impression has come from and explain how the writer 
has created that effect. Finally, we've got um, comparison, which is a challenging question simply because it requires a lot of juggling. You have two texts to compare and your answer needs to be as integrated as possible. What I mean by that is that we want a ping pong approach of going from text A back to text B, back to text A, all throughout the answer. The reason being, it's a bit of a dangerous policy um, if the question is compare what both texts say about smoking, if you basically use your time on the answers talking all about text A and maybe you run out of time and text B doesn't get a look in. Your mark and your achievement will be really capped if that happens to you. So as much as possible, right from the beginning, write sentences which put the two texts together. So whereas text A argues that, X, Y, Z, text B suggests that, X, Y, Z. And as much as possible, write sentences which explain and draw out those similarities and differences. A comparison question is always looking for rigorous textual support. So they want to see that you can handle ping-ponging between the two texts, but also using quotations. So that's quite difficult. It's perhaps easier to ping-pong if you're just paraphrasing. Paraphrasing is when you're putting it in your own words and you're summarising it. So when you're quoting, it adds an extra complication. And what I see a lot of here is bad writing and bad sentencing that makes it difficult to read sometimes. So try as much as possible to organise your answer, ping pong back between the two texts but still use paragraphs, organise your response coherently as much as possible. The examiner should not have to work hard to see where your points are, they should be really obvious. And the same principles as for how questions also apply here. Try and go beyond straightforward comparisons really basic comparisons of this is X, whereas this is Y, and try and really draw out in detail what is similar and what is different, more nuanced detail. And that's where they're looking for perceptive comments to get into the very top bracket of answer.